You're listening to Adma's Brightest Minds, where we hear from the world's brightest marketing, advertising, media, data and analytics minds. I'm Nick Healy. One of the many highly skilled and renowned speakers who'll be attending Adma's Data Day this year is Haile Awusu. Haile has the fascinating job of being Chief Data Scientist with the digital media site Mashable, recently acquired by Ziff Davis. Haile has a background in theoretical physics, but specialises in statistical analysis as applied to forecasting. His work for Mashable has included the creation of the proprietary velocity and knowledge technologies, and it's even more evidence, if we need it anymore, that data analytics and the media are becoming inextricably linked. I spoke to Hailey in El Paso while he was on the road via Skype ahead of his Data Day appearance. Hailey, talk to us about velocity and this whole idea of how you can use predictive analytics for content creation. Velocity was Mashable's attempt to answer the question of how you you navigate a publishing space that's highly dependent on social media. As a publisher, we're very focused on social media contents. We comment on it. We generate it. Um, and for internally when our writers are trying to consider how to, to, to write for the beat, they pay a ton of attention to what's popping off on social networks. It's, it's, it's their sort of primary reading for their work. And so that's a very labor-intensive gig. And in order to, to limit the amount of, uh, of poorly spent labor, offering folks some way of trying to anticipate what will actually be the topic of conversation, offering uh, writers and editors some lead time was really the intent. And so what we did was we we, we built out a crawler, a much smaller version of, uh, of Google's uh, sort of crawler of the web, but uh, very much in the same vein. And we took in, we built this, this crawler to pull in something like three or four million URLs on a daily basis. Now each of those URLs is brought in uh, to our system it's classified for the type of content it has. Um, we pull off lots of ancillary metadata when it was published by whom, etc. Um, and then we score that piece of content, and we score it uh, by trying to solve the the, uh, the 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 predictive problem. Can we anticipate exactly how many shares this piece of content is going to get on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, Google Plus when that was a thing? So we built out a predictive algorithm for that purpose. And so if that algorithm works correctly, uh, then the idea is that very early on, based on very early signals, uh, we should be able to give some meaningful curation to an end user for the, uh, for the platform that says, this thing here is going to be big at a certain time. Or maybe it's not going to be big, so you don't have to. How has your strike rate been? It's actually pretty excellent. So um, it's interesting. Well, one, uh, it's worth noting that this sort of thing probably shouldn't even work. I mean, I I don't, I obviously don't work at Facebook. Um, Their algorithm is totally opaque to me um, and to the public in general by, by, by construction. And there, there doesn't seem to be a ton available to actually predict how that walled off ecosystem is going to respond to, to, to new content. One of the really, really fascinating things, and this is like a fairly fundamental result, actually, is that it seems like the 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 trajectory for popularity of a piece of content on these social networks doesn't depend as much as you think on on the details that that, that Facebook is unique uniquely in, in hold of. Actually, it turns out that. Uh, if something, and, and perhaps this is obvious, but it certainly wasn't when we built this thing. If something is initially fast moving, 
that tends to mean that it'll remain fast moving, and that tends to mean that you you end up with higher levels of engagement than your than your average. And so that inertia, if you will, means that once a piece of content is actually published and it lives live in a social network, predicting its is predicting its engagement level is actually relatively easy. Um, so I say relatively easy when it comes to actually uh, sorting out our accuracy. Our internal measure for accuracy is actually something that we adopted directly from from research that was uh, that was done at Facebook. Um, bear with me, but they, at Facebook they tried to solve the challenge of engagement given all the information they have. You know the full social network. Um, as well as the bare signals that, we, that we're able to see the, 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 the total accumulation of engagement over, over some period of time. And what they were able to show is that an ideal way of looking at this problem is asking yourself at every moment, does this particular image or this particular article, does it double its overall engagement at a given point? So say it's a, there's an image in that after a minute or so, five people have shared it. One way of thinking about the virality of that piece of content is to ask, okay, one minute it's achieved five shares. Do we anticipate that over its complete lifetime, it'll achieve at least 10 shares? And from that perspective, I think internally at Facebook, they achieved something like 80% accuracy over the, their full cohort, doing relatively naive machine learning approaches. Um Using more sophisticated machine learning approaches on less less data, but we really sort of aggressively studied the problem over some period of time, we're able to get that level of accuracy after about uh, half an hour or so. Uh, we're able to extend that accuracy within within a few hours. We're already at about some, uh, 95% accuracy or so. Uh, with respect to this will it double or not uh, question. In terms of predicting the actual number of shares, the literal number of shares that accumulate to it, there's a high variance um, there. So we, in the uh, the data science parlance, the, the mean squared error there can be quite large. Um, but generally, that doesn't matter so much because the way people think about this and the way the tool is used is nobody cares about a given number of engagements on a piece of content. People want to know, well, is it going to be small, medium, or is it going to be huge? And from that perspective, we do quite well. Look, I know for most of the average public, the first time they heard of Velocity was uh, as an app back in 2013, where it would let you know in advance when an article was going to go viral. Do you think the nature of the technology has changed much five years on? As the state of what's called natural language processing uh, which where in uh, computers are are essentially taught how to read. There have been a lot of advances there that has has dramatically improved the overall utility of the suite. The core algorithm hasn't changed a ton actually, but the ancillary signals around language and the ways that we we have embedded the the initial version of velocity into what we call the velocity suite. Um, relies very heavily on on advanced uh, natural language processing techniques. And that, that's changed a lot over the past, gosh, I guess, four years. I guess the other thing is in the current climate of uh, widespread media mistrust that we see, and especially in the US, do you think there are some yeah. practical ways in which publishers can use data analytics to maintain audience engagement? That's a great question. Um, it's a really, really great question. I... I hope this doesn't sound like a punt, but I, I genuinely don't know. This is a very, very 
interesting moment. Certainly in America, the political climate involves a fairly direct assault on the value of of media coming from certain media outlets, regardless of your political leanings. I mean, there's just a a, a massive polarized distrust of uh, you know information coming from opposing camps, and that tends to devalue uh, the the overall. Uh, merit of contents it makes makes for dramatically shifting reading habits tack on top of that sort of um declared changes by the likes of facebook for example for how it will deal with with uh with content that the the question of how you maintain audience engagement with content as a digital proposition is changing very dramatically i i can say we certainly haven't sussed that out. I don't see any evidence that they're... I mean, it's just a fast, fast-moving target. If as a publisher, you're not, you're not trying to win short-term uh, audience wins. If, you, if, you're, if your focus isn't sort of uh, daily viral hits, but you actually are trying to employ a, a longer and deeper strategy, I think what I would consider to be, at least from a data science perspective, the tried-and-true uh, techniques of diving deeply into your audience, understanding in detail what any given audience member is inclined to read topically, and then trying to be very smart about how you you service and you market each of your sort of content uh, buckets as a publisher or your, 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 your topic types. Those fundamentals I don't think have changed that much, but the short-term attention game is just changing very, 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 very rapidly. Uh, unless somebody signs into your site and you have a subscription sort of relationship, the idea of a very bespoke treatment uh, is is a little bit challenged. Um, but getting as close to that as possible is, I think, ideal. You know, one of the things that that we're we're working on right now is trying to understand, trying to establish the most compact, complete profile of, of basically device IDs that exist in our database. Now that. In order to establish that, that learning, you really do have to treat the audience as as a very complicated group. But the the, the whole challenge is to get down to as as fine grained detail as allows you to generalize uh, in optimal ways. So that's a, that's a perhaps a complicated way of saying, um, in order to get the information about your audience, you really do need to look at the audience in whole. Um, but you need to identify your sweet spot buckets, how your audience breaks down into into core cohorts that you can treat in a much more specific way. Thanks for listening to ADMA's Brightest Minds. 